0: Hey, this morning after hearing that story, if you are grateful that God brought those two sisters together, just out loud, would you say, thank God. Would you do that right now? Yeah, you're going to say that a bunch today, because today we are focusing on thankfulness. Inside your bulletin, you'll find uh, an outline of where I'm headed today. It's part of our series we've entitled Playlists. These are psalms for different moods. We've talked about times when we're overwhelmed or we're afraid. Well, today we're talking about times when we're thankful. I mean, and there are plenty of psalms that cover this too. In fact, on the back of your outline, you'll find a list of seven or eight of them here. And we're going to be hitting the th- If we could go to that, there we go. You'll see all these different psalms. Today, we're going to be talking about Psalm 100, short little psalm written to remind us of how important it is to give Thanks. I'm going to be talking with you about that today, but I want you to write, write some notes on this and some things in the margins. So there's some ushers at the front of the room who have some pens. If you didn't grab a pen on the way in, or, or you can take notes on your app too, as far as that goes, but just grab it, raise your hand, they'll pass a pen to you, because I want you to be able to write some things down here. We're going to give thanks today, because it's important that we do. God is good to us, and thank God he is. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you for how good you are to us, and today we ask that you would remind us of how important it is to be thankful all the time. God, I am so glad you brought Danielle and her sister together. I'm grateful for all the good things you brought into my life. And God, today, I don't want to be wrapped around the axle about any problem or worry or concern. For the next few minutes, Lord, I want to focus on you and give you thanks. Lord, I pray that you'll speak, move me out of the way, and that you'll help all of us be better at being thankful. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. Okay, I told you we're going to hit Psalm 100. We're going to be referring to a bunch of the rest of them in the list too, because this is a short little psalm, and it's powerful. Listen to it, the whole thing. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we're his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. I mean, that's the whole psalm. But it reminds us of the next point in your outline there, the first point in your outline. We need to give thanks to the Lord. I mean, it's not optional there. It's saying, hey, we're the sheep of his pasture. He's the one who guides us. Acknowledge how good he's been. Give thanks to him. When you enter his courts, do so with praise and thanksgiving. I mean, this is important for us. Now, what's interesting about this is the Bible has said this way back 3,000 years ago, but if you Google gratitude, I mean, you will find everything from TED Talks to a huge uh, layout on psychology today on the importance of gratitude. There are all kinds of scientific studies that tell us if we are more grateful in our lives, we will lower our blood pressure. We will have better relationships. We will have a better outlook on life. We'll even do better at work. There's all kinds of studies, scientific studies that tell us, hey, gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude is vitally important. And I'm really glad that we're looking at this series in Psalms because normally we talk about this in November and then we go watch football and eat turkey. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, that's, that's great. But it's important for us. I'm glad we're doing this. We're hitting this now on the other side. when We're close to Memorial Day, six months away. Because it's important for us to be thankful all year round, not just on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, it changes our whole lives. And that's why the Bible says, hey, you need to do this. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it's not just an Old Testament concept. The Apostle Paul said, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you. When you and I give thanks to the Lord as Christians, those of us who belong to Christ Jesus, we should be the first people giving thanks. We're the ones who know that God loved us so much he sent his own son to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. Now, if you're grateful for that, would you say, thank God? We're the ones who believe that when we die, our Heavenly Father is going to take us home, that Jesus has a place prepared for us in heaven. If you're happy about that, would you say, thank God. God. And God's the one who brings us together, gives us his Holy Spirit so that we can be his hands and his feet in this world, that he is working on us even now. And if you're grateful for that, would you say, thank God. God. Well, that's why Paul says, look, this is God's will for all of you who belong to Christ Jesus. Every now and then I'll have people come to my office and say, I just want to know God's will for me. And I'll say, okay. First of all, then we read that verse, 1 Thessalonians 5:18. So let's give thanks. They go, well, you haven't even heard the thing I'm seeking God's will on. I go, I know. We need to start here and give thanks first. You want to be in the middle of God's will? Here's where you start, giving thanks. Well, I got all these issues. I know, but let's thank God for how He's brought you here already, and how He's going to guide you. I mean, we're, you're going to hear about all that today. There's lots to give thanks for. This is God's will for you and me. I grew up in Kansas. If you drive along I-70, you will pass uh, close by a little town called called Russell, Kansas. There's nothing to see out there. But there is a marker that you can drive to. It's right outside of Russell. And it'll say, you are now at the exact geographic center of the continental United States. And people drive over to it and take a picture next to a sign, which is in the middle of nowhere. Actually, it's in the middle of everywhere. Okay? And so they stand there next to this sign that says, I'm in the middle of... Kansas, which is in the middle of the United States, they go, I'm in the middle, which means you're a long way from a decent cheeseburger. Anyway, the whole thing is, (laughs) that's what it means, but you're in the middle, and if you want to know where smack dab in the middle of the United States geographic, the continental U.S. is, well, that's Russell, Kansas. If you want to know where the smack dab middle of God's will is, give thanks. So today, you're in luck. If you wanted to be in the middle of God's will, we're not going to leave here without giving God thanks today. And you and I are going to be in Russell Camp. I mean, we're going to be in the middle of God's will. That's going to be because you wouldn't be giving thanks for that. You'd be going, Lord, show me the way out. Anyway, so here we go. But Psalm 92 reminds us how good it is. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Can we say that together, please? It is good to give thanks to the Lord. And to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning, your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute, on the harp, with a harmonious sound. For you, O oh Lord, have made me glad through your work. I'll triumph in your work, in the works of your hands, O oh Lord. How great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. Now, a senseless man doesn't know, nor does a fool understand this. I am not talking to senseless people or fools this morning. At the 8 o'clock hour, somebody said amen. Okay, anyway, uh, don't know what that means that none of you responded. Okay, but... A senseless man doesn't know that. Foolish people don't know. Well, we're not senseless or foolish people, and we're going to give thanks to the Lord today. Long before anything was available for search on Google, the Bible understood this, because God communicated it to his people. And of all people on earth, those of us who have surrendered our lives to Christ, we're the first ones who ought to lead the way. So here, I'm going to give you three things, or four things we need, or four reasons why it's important to give thanks. First of all, we need to give thanks because of God's provision. Because of God's provision. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. This is Psalm 103. It's also on the playlist. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases, redeems me from death, crowns me with love and tender mercies, fills my life with good things. If you agree with that statement, with that Psalm, would you say, thank God? He does. He does all those things. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who doesn't change like shifting shadows. God is so good to us. He gives us so many wonderful things. And that's why in Psalm 103, we're reminded, hey, I, I don't want to forget this. We easily forget things. It happens all the time. People do kind things for us. We didn't even say thank you. And later on, we go, should have said thank you for that. Well, that happens with the Lord a thousand times over. He's so good to us. And we'll pray about our problems, but how often do we give thanks? There's a note in your outline that reminds us how easy it is. It's easy to forget how good God has been. Deuteronomy 8, Moses is talking to the children of Israel. They're about to go into the promised land. He said, now look, you're going to go into the promised land. And it's going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be amazing. But when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. That's the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you don't forget the Lord your God. Never say to yourself, well, I've achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember, the Lord your God, he's the one who gives you the power to be successful. You're not doing this on your own. And it's so easy to forget. It wasn't that long ago. I was praying with somebody. They were going into the hospital for an emergency appendectomy. And so they were there, and they were about to go into surgery. I went up to the hospital pray with them. I'm praying with them there, and I read them Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. This isn't in your outline, but just listen. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. They were kind of nervous about the surgery, and I didn't want them to be anxious, so I read them that passage and I said, So before we pray about anything, we're going to give God thanks. They go, I'm having an emergency appendectomy. What am I thankful for? And I go, Well, let's see. Did they catch the appendix? Did they diagnose the problem correctly before the appendix burst? Yes. Are you at a great hospital? Yes. Do you have a great surgeon? Yes. Do you have health insurance to cover the costs? Yes. Is your family with you? Yes. Is the Lord with you? Yes. And do they now have laparoscopic techniques where you can get just a few incisions, and if everything goes well, you can be out of the hospital tomorrow, 24 hours from now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything to give thanks for. (laughs) I go, why don't we thank God for all that? And then pray that he blesses the procedure, which he did, and they were home 24 hours later. I told him, I mean, you don't even know, I even made a big deal out of the laparoscopic part of it because I had my appendix out when I was 10. Okay, I got a scar like this long. I think the guy took it out wearing a catcher's mitt. I don't know what happened there. (laughs) It's not that big. I was in the hospital for almost a week. I go, you can even thank God you're getting this done now. The surgical techniques have improved that much. But that's the way we do things. We focus on our problems and we don't even focus on all the blessings. We need to thank God. So at the bottom of the page, I ask you to get a pen before. Write down at least one thing you're thankful for. Let me give you some ideas. Your spouse, your kids, your friends, your church, your job, your car, your house, food, clothing, pets, opportunities, career, direction. Do I need to keep going? I mean, think of all the benefits. as Christians, we ought to be the first people we should be able to fill up the bottom of the page like that. We're going to pray about some things in a minute so put at least one thing down in that margin Then flip it open. It's easy to forget how many good things God does for us. It's also easy to forget to say thank you when God answers our prayers. If you've been around church, um, this is a story that's told over and over again in Sunday schools to little kids and it's an important reminder to them. It's also an important reminder to us as adults One day Jesus entered a village, this is from Luke 17, and ten lepers with a horribly contagious skin disease for which there was no cure stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I mean, that's a prayer. When we pray to Jesus that way, we we cry out to Jesus that way, it's called a prayer. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, all ten were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them when he saw that that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he'd done. Now this man was a Samaritan, a foreigner who wasn't expected to be the leader theologically. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, well, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? I mean, I don't want that to be said about me. John, I blessed you along with everybody else. Other people said thank you. How, why not you? A couple of months ago, my wife and I went to uh, attended a wedding uh, for a, one of the young men who grew up with our sons. And uh, it was a beautiful wedding. And we enjoyed the time we had uh, with the couple. We got a thank you note for the gift we gave them. And it was just, I mean, it was an amazing thank you note. I mean, suitable for framing, okay? It was one of these things where uh, the bride had written it perfect penmanship, but it wasn't just that. It was that she thanked us for coming to the wedding, thanked us for, she reminded us of things that we'd said in conversation. She thanked us for the gift. I mean, it was just so thoughtful. I'm going, wow, gold standard in thank you notes. And then you start thinking, I mean, am I like that? Do I say thank you? Because we take God for granted all the time. We'll pray about stuff for weeks or months or even years, and then when it finally comes around, do we even stop to say thank you? And one of the things Debbie and I work hard at uh, with our boys is this, is after we have prayed for a relationship or prayed for a job or prayed for the right school to get into, every time when God answers those prayers, either on the phone or we circle up in person, it's like, oh, we're going to thank God for this. We prayed too hard for this. We're not going to miss the opportunity to say thank you. In the margin, right next to that paragraph, would you write one answer to prayer that you've experienced this year? Maybe God healed you. Maybe you had a promotion at work. Maybe restored relationship with a friend. New place to live. Just put it in the margin. We're gonna give thanks for it in a minute. One answered prayer. Just put a name, something that'll remind you. Point three, so we're giving God thanks for his provision, but we're also giving thanks to the Lord for his protection. We don't thank God enough for this. Some more psalms from the playlist. Remind us to give thanks. Psalm 138, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. Why? Because though I'm surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. Listen to Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Did you know there are angels watching over you? If that's good news to you this morning, would you say, thank God? thank God? Thank God. I mean, when you pray for protection, God really hears. God really protects us. Every now and then, we have a glimpse of this. It was not long ago, I talked to a guy who had been in a terrible car accident, and he said, you know, it's the craziest thing. When that other car hit my car, it hit at the one place where all the force was directed right around me. If it had been a foot over... I'd have died. What do you think that means? I go, I think it means God was watching out for you and you need to give him thanks. Every now and then we'll experience something like that. We almost fell and we caught ourselves, whoa, that was miraculous. Hmm. But the Bible says it's not just from falls or from car accidents or things, that there is a spiritual battle going around on around us all the time too. I don't know if you remember this, but in The Lord's Prayer, where Jesus told his disciples to pray about their daily bread, told them to forgive others even as as they had been forgiven. The Lord said, you also need to remember to pray this, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one, from Satan. Peter said, the devil's like a roaring lion prowling around looking for souls to devour. Devour. There are constant temptations coming our way. Fiery darts of discouragement, criticism, accusations. We need to pray for protection. Deliver us from him, Lord. And the Lord does. Got a good glimpse of this in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel received a vision from the Lord that he didn't understand. And so he prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, you gave me this vision. I don't know what it means. Listen how the Lord answered his prayer. He sent him an angel to explain the vision to him. When the angel appeared to Daniel, he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. Now I've come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince, an evil spirit, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, blocked my way. And then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. I came to you to explain the vision. This is exactly what the Bible talks about that there are angels and demons that are in a spiritual battle all around us. We're supposed to be very aware of this, that this is going on. Paul said there are powers and principalities engaged in this spiritual warfare, and we're supposed to pray for God's protection. We're supposed to wear our armor. How often do we thank God for that? Have you thanked Him lately for His protection? We will today. We're going to be smack dab in the middle of God's will. We're in the middle of his protection. Let's give him thanks for it. Fourth fourth point. We also need to give God thanks for his direction, his provision, protection, direction. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. Psalm 138, again, I just read you verse 7. Here's verse 8. The Lord will work out his plans for my life, for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Would you read the part that's highlighted here out loud with me, please? The Lord will work out his plans for my life. Well, that's good news, because I don't know what those plans are. I'm glad somebody knows where this is going. I mean, what if we thank God for that? Psalm 32.8, the Lord says, I'll guide you along the best pathway for your life, I will advise you and watch over you. I'm going to guide you. I mean, do we thank God for this? And I know somebody here is going, well, yeah, John, those are pretty verses, but God's got in my life. He's lost the map. I think it's going the wrong way right now, or I don't think so. I don't think anybody's driving the train here. Well, I want you to know the Bible speaks very honestly about all this doesn't mean when we come to the Lord that means we have no hardship. We just read in the point before this that God protects us when we go through danger from our enemies and we go through hardships. Habakkuk was an Old Testament prophet who lived about 600 years before Christ was born. Here's what he wrote. He was going through a time when God was sending punishments upon his people because of their rebellion. Here's what Habakkuk wrote. He said, even though the fig trees have no blossoms or no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I'll rejoice in the Lord. I mean, that's a bad year. Dead crops, dead flocks, nothing going right. Stock market crashing. I'll be joyful in the God of my salvation, the sovereign Lord is my strength he makes me as sure-footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights sure-footed as a deer doesn't mean that you're not in a precarious situation it means that even in precarious situations God will show you where to step Psalm 23 the next reference here's how that applies to you and me even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil read this next part with me for you are with me your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's what David said. It's what Habakkuk said. It's what we can count on. When you and I have a relationship with the Lord, and this is why Paul was saying, hey, the children of Christ, those of us who belong to Christ Jesus, we give thanks in all circumstances. Not for the circumstances, but in all circumstances. Because even when we go through hard times, we're not alone. David said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod was a club. The staff was kind of like the shepherd's crook. So we're talking about protection and direction here. The rod was when a wolf came, the shepherd would smack the wolf or the mountain lion, when it's trying to attack the animals, he'd smack it on the head with the club. The shepherd's crook, the staff, was when the lamb or sheep was wandering off, he'd hook it around the neck and pull it back. Protection and direction. You're watching over me. And even though I go through the scariest possible time in my life, I will fear no evil, say it one more time with me, for you are with me. The sheep don't understand what the shepherd's doing, but the shepherd does. And that's why we can give thanks for God's direction even when we don't understand it. To help us understand this a little clearer, I brought along my favorite illustration ever, okay? I brought a pound cake that my mother-in-law made. I was talking about this illustration. I like to use one of her pound cake recipes as an illustration. She said, well, I'll be glad to make one for you. And I said, I would like to use, use an illustration every week. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> just for today, we're going to do this. And here's how this came about. When Debbie and I were dating, I, uh, my mom is an excellent cook, but she had never made pound cake, or very seldom. I don't remember it anyway. And when I came down here to Alabama, and I met Debbie and her family, one of the reasons I knew Debbie was going to be a great wife is because her mom was an amazing cook. And she had taught her daughter. And uh, that makes for a happy life. Anyway, the uh, idea was I was over there for breakfast one day when we were dating. And her mom had made a pound cake. And she sliced off a piece of the pound cake and toasted it in a toaster oven and then put butter and strawberry preserves on top of it. So it was crunchy and hot. And I didn't bring enough for everybody, but you're going to have to take my word for it. This is amazing, OK? <laughs> this is melt-in-your-mouth stuff. And I'm sitting there going, I mean, this was, that was like I'd never had something like that for breakfast before. I called my mom after that breakfast. I said, Mom, you need to learn how to make pound cake. Because <laughs> this is amazing. But here's what's funny about pound cake. When you look at the recipe, I know what the final product is, but some of the things that go into it aren't very tasty at all. I mean, there's flour, sugar, salt, two sticks of butter, and you're not surprised by that. Um, There's some uh, baking powder, six eggs, lemon extract, a cup of milk, and then there's even a half a cup of shortening. And if I came up to you and said, hey, would you like a half a cup of shortening? You'd go, no thanks. If I came up to you and I said, "Hey, you want six raw eggs?" No thanks. You want a teaspoonful of lemon extract? No. But what's amazing is, is that even though I'd never want to go eat a stick of butter by itself, when you put all those things together and mix them together and put it in the oven, what comes out is something that I want very, very much. I mean. I think I'll just stand up here and eat this. This is amazing. (laughs) Okay. But when you and I see a person, when I go over to Debbie's mom's house, and she's got the kitchen, she's in her 80s now, but she hadn't lost her touch. I mean, she just made this yesterday. When her mom has the kitchen all covered with pots and pans, and there's all kinds of mess going on, I could see all kinds of ingredients that I'm not sure how that's going to fit together with that. I'm not worried about it because I trust the cook. Well, what Psalms reminds us of, as did Habakkuk, is this. I'm the cake. God's working on me. There are times in my life he's going to bring in things in my life that I do not want. I can't even imagine how this fits with this. Or why would you need so much of that? Lord, aren't we done with this now? Oh, no. And by the way, because a pound cake is a thick, heavy cake, it takes an hour and 15 minutes at 325 to bake. I mean, it says so right here. (laughs) Hour and 15 minutes. Do you know that there are certain things in my life that I'm going to have to learn the hard way? Oh, yeah, it says so right here in the recipe book. I trust Debbie's mom for the outcome. And the scripture says, Well, how come you don't trust the Lord with the outcome? Well, this can't be any good. Well, not by itself. But you mix it all together, heat it up, leave it alone for a while. Ten years from now, you're going to be thinking it's pretty sweet. Listen to these scriptures again. Psalm 138. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. The Lord will work out His plans for my life. Your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Psalm 32, 8. Lord says, I'll guide you along the best pathway for your life. I'll advise you and watch over you. Let me make the cake. See, if I grumble and complain, I'm not in the middle of God's will. When I give thanks, I'm smack dab in the middle. Because it means... I trust that he's good, and the mess in the kitchen is all worth it. One last point. You and I need to give thanks to the Lord so others can know how good he is. Gives us direction, protection, gives us provision. Other people need to know this. Psalm 107. It's on your playlist. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Well, then speak out. Tell others that he's redeemed you from your enemies. Why would he keep that a secret? If anybody asks you, hey, can Debbie's mom cook? Oh, yeah. You get that pound cake kind of crunchy, set you free. (laughs) I don't mind telling people that. Well, why wouldn't I tell them how good the Lord's been to me? Mm. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness, Psalm 71, and your salvation all day long. I don't know their limits. I'll go to the strength. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only, O God. You've taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I'm old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation. Your power to everyone who is to come. I want to declare your grace to this generation, to my kids, to my grandkids. I'm going to tell them how good you are. So we're going to be right in the middle of God's will right now. Close your outline. We're going to spend a minute in prayer. We're going to thank God (coughs) for his provision. We're going to thank him for his protection. We're going to thank him for his direction. We're going to ask him to help us brag on him. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, I want to be in the middle of your will today. I don't want to be the nine who ran away. I want to be the one who comes back shouting with a loud voice and saying thank you. Would you thank God for one provision that you've experienced? could be your job, your spouse, your kids, (coughs) whatever it is. Would you thank God for one provision, one thing you're thankful for right now? Thank him right now. And if you are truly grateful, then out loud where you are right now, would you say, "Thank you, Lord"? If you are grateful for God's protection, that He watches over you, that there are angels and that His angel is encamped around you, that He is protecting us from the evil one, then right now where you are, would you just give Him thanks? And if you are truly grateful, out loud would you say? Thank you, Lord. If you are grateful for God's direction, that he is watching over you in ways that you cannot see, and he's using even difficult and painful things in some sort of combination to conform you and me to the image of Jesus, would you say, out loud, would you say, Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we don't want to be the nine who went on without saying thanks. We want to be the one who says with a loud voice, thank you, Lord. I want to be in the middle of your will today. I don't want to spend the day grumbling, complaining, worrying, fretting. Today, I want to say thank you. And if that's the desire of your heart, then as loud as you can, would you say, thank you, Lord. God, we know that this pleases you. You are good and worthy of our praise and thanks. And today we give it to you freely. This is your will for us, and we are grateful. In the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the one who died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, we say thanks. Amen.